This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Harry Potter nerds out there. I'm Joanna, swivel, but delicately, Krupnik. And I'm Brian, just chillin', Plopsky. And we could not be happier that you pure folks showed up at the very end for a quick little cameo to join us today. Secrets. (laughs) Today, we are taking a port key to Hogsmeade for some stew at the Hogshead and giving our instant reactions to Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, And as we begin every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling Fantastic Beasts 1, Fantastic Beasts 2, Fantastic Beasts 3, probably the Harry Potter books and movies as well. Uh, So this is your spoiler alert alert. But... Uh, I do want to introduce our guest. You heard him on our Fantastic Beasts recap. Today we have Broadway star Aaron Dale Bono. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi, everybody. Or Aaron, do you have another name we should be uh, calling you by on this episode? Yeah. No, because I watched it. I watched it again and like I lived and I was living and then I realized literally as the trailers were going, I was like, I don't have a middle name. I don't have a middle name. Darn it. (laughs) I, I, yeah, yeah. It's something I need to work on. Apparently, it's really hard. I have a notebook that I, I actually take notes. I know I should just watch it and enjoy it, but I still do. Um, and I, and I like blindly write in the theater. But it's so funny when I get in the light and I see what they look like. I've written on top of each other, like, just chicken sure. scratch, perfect. Just, and because I, I just need a few quotes, <laughs> and I just need a few, just because I, because I'll forget it all. So anyway, that's the only mm-hmm. reason I can remember things like that. Yeah. I feel so pathetic every time. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot my middle name. No, in fact, we're going through customs, and you are anything but pathetic in this department. Brian, uh, here is my passport. Um, So let me see your chocolate frogs, your snitches, your today. I'm going to do Today I'm going to do cockroach clusters, and I have nine. Nine. Aaron, I believe last time you passed through this Harry Potter customs, you had snitches, and uh, I had... what did you have? I don't I had, bro- I, had bro- I had broken mirror shards. Oh, bro- mirror so shards. did you? Well, we have full mirrors this time, so I want a full, <laughs> like, like, like Breathy. over the. Uh huh. Yeah, I want a full. I have nine full mirrors. Amazing. So nice. you have nine full uh-huh. mirrors. I have six, uh, uh, I don't know. Six uh, Fantastic Beast movies. <laughs> or what? Oh, wait, no, no, no! Brian. I changed. I changed my answer. I, wait, I changed my answer. I don't want mirrors anymore. I want nine chillins. Chillins. Sorry, that's my dog. Someone must have rang the door. That's your chillin. <laughs> that's your. That's your chillin. <laughs> Hold on. Um, um, I'm chillin with this. my chillins. I have. Uh, I have six, and let me go with. I have six. Uh, I don't know. Six Mads Mickelsons. Perfect. <laughs> oh no. I have I have six I have six suitcases. Oh perfect. I yes, have six half a dozen suitcases. suitcases. I have half a nice. dozen suitcase stamps. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bunty with her well, suitcases. We've, <laughs> we've all made it through customs. 
And nice. um, yeah, so, you know, if you want to hear more about our relationship to Fantastic Beasts, uh, definitely listen to our Nerdverse Reverse, where Aaron, Joanna, I talk about the first two um, Fantastic Beasts movies. Um, but uh, just to recap, um, Aaron and Joanna tend to like them more than I do, and that's all you really have to know. But to this point, and as you heard from the numbers, Joanna and Aaron are much more versed in the Wizarding World than I am. Um, so I'm just going to kind of talk more about the film itself and this series from like a very surface level um, place. Whereas they're going to talk about it from more of an in-depth place. But I guess let's just Well, start I mean, it this. is an instant reaction. So, yeah, well, I haven't had too much time. Sure, but, but yes. I, <laughs> sure. I, I would put money on the fact that, like, when I watch a Star Wars movie or something like that, I'm seeing three layers deep. In this one, I am not seeing three layers deep. I am, I am very yeah. much surface level. And I'm not talking about, like... Even just like names flying at you or certain situations like like when we talked about like in the first one when they go to the second one where they go to Hogwarts or whatever it is. And like they mentioned like some of these kids names like that didn't mean anything to me, nor did any of that mean stuff to me in this one. But um, before we begin, let's talk about our movie experience. And then uh, the first half of this, actually, like the first like 10 minutes, we're going to do a non-spoiler review of the movie. So great. Um, you can totally listen to this. We're not going to spoil the movie. We'll just kind of talk about what we thought about it and then we'll move into like true spoilers. Yeah. I mean, it's technically still spoiler, spoiler because of, because anything, anything to me is a spoiler, but we're not the true plot. Like, you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We won't give away. Don't worry. You can still give away some, you know, you can still talk about your feelings and stuff. You already got the spoiler alert alert. So we're exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're covered. We're 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 okay. We're covered. Um, So I will start. I went to the movie Thursday night and basically uh, it was I want to say the movie theater was half full. Um, I did Mm -hmm. go to to be fair. I did go to a 530 p.m. Eastern Standard Time showing. So like the I'm sure the because it was two and a half hours, I'm sure like the eight thirty nine o'clock showing was a lot busier than mine was. Um, I typically go to those later ones, but I didn't feel like getting out of the movie theater at like midnight on a, on a Thursday. So I went to the earlier showing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would say it was half full. I guess that makes sense for that showing. But I feel like if this was a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie, that 5.30 would have been very packed. Oh, of um, course. So I mean, like, or if I had, it was 2014 when people really Yeah, oh, that's another good point. Yeah. But there was no one sitting next to me in the seats. It was very comfortable. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, there were more people at Morbius when I saw it. However, I did see Morbius at like seven o'clock, eight thirty. So that that I wouldn't say that's apples to apples. Um, sure. But yeah, that's that was my experience. And um, uh, before we go into it, I will say this was much better than Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, and, Agreed. Hard uh, agree. Hard agree. The second I walked out of the movie theater, I forgot everything I just watched. Oh God! Like, like this. Like, did I have a fine time for two and a half hours? Absolutely. Are some of the performances delightful? One hundred percent. Are some of the sequences in this wonderful to watch? Absolutely. But the second I walked out of the theater, it just like I, it was like water off my back. Like I just like kind of like I, I it just like because well, you don't think, care about this universe. It's more I, so that I I do care about this universe. These movies just don't. Make me invested any more than I already have been. The only thing I'm invested okay. in is Jude Law, and w- once we get to the spoiler stuff, I'll tell you exactly what I like about this and where I think should happen next. But okay. I'll pass it off to you two. 
Aaron? Okay. Um, I went yesterday, which would be Friday. Um, we're recording this Saturday morning, in case anyone um, has done that. One that Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched it yesterday um, at about 2 p.m. in St. Louis, a little at an AMC, a little bit on the outskirts of St. Louis. Um, the theater was, I would say maybe, because it was 2 p.m., again, for the same reasons, I feel like it was maybe like, a quarter full? That sounds sure. right. It was oh. pretty it was pretty we were pretty spaced out. I was pretty happy with it. I was able to munch my popcorn in peace. It was funny because I went with uh one of my castmates, uh Nick Sanchez, who um we discovered because I, I actually the day before I found um a a Kramit YouTube video to like watch like just a really quick synopsis of oh, the Kramit, ten, like of the cramming first ten for minutes. a test. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know the beast a cramit. <laughs> nope. Okay. So, so I, so I found that video and I, which I, which I passed on, passed along to these two, um, and then I passed along to my friend before we went. He mm. saw. It, we were waiting for popcorn, and he was like, "I didn't watch it." I was like, "Okay." He was like, "No, I kind of remember the movies. What happened? Because I saw Ezra Miller's in it." Oh wait, yeah. Well, we're 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 good with spoilers from the first two, right? In this section, yeah. Spoilers yeah. from the first two for here are totally for cool. sure. And I, and I also want to point out we're talking about the theater experience specifically for this one because more Fantastic Beasts movies or whatever they're going to do next will not be greenlit until they see what the money numbers are from this movie. Um, yeah, that's fair. So I that, I think it's important that we kind of talk about our experience in general. But uh, sorry, keep mm-hmm. going, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so he was like, "Wait, so I saw Ezra Miller was in it. Didn't he die at the end of the last movie?" And I said, "Wait, have you not watched? Did you skip a whole movie?" And he was like, "I don't think so." And I was like, "Go watch this movie while I buy popcorn. Go watch this Kramit video." He got halfway through and he was like, "I didn't watch the second one." Oh wow! Uh-huh. <laughs> and I yeah, said, "Okay, well, you need yeah. to." You need to sit here and watch it during the previews. So he sat and watched the rest of it while I watched the previews. Um, so then he was caught up, and then we watched the movie, and it was great. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it was. Yeah. What'd you um, What'd you think of the movie? I liked it a lot. I think uh, we'll get into this more in depth when we uh, get to our actual discussion. But I do think. Interestingly enough, I feel like a lot of what we spoke about in our Nerdverse Reverse, um, they kind of took care of in this movie. I feel, yeah, I feel like true. it was a lot – like I feel like they at least more deeply made a decision on what movie, what kind of movie they wanted to make, um, which made me very happy. And I was very um, – I was very taken in the whole time. Again, it's, it, it's, it's a – I'm getting more plot. I'm getting more, more – um, I'm getting more story, and it, and I'm getting questions answered while while still getting more questions brought up. Um, mm-hmm. It made me excited enough that I wanted to go. I have my iPad right here in case we need to like reference it uh, in our discussion. But I went back and read the Life and Lies of Dumbledore chapter, and I read the like oh. Hogsmeade section of like Deathly Hallows, like because mm, wow. I was like, all right, now I need to know. Now I need to know like. Now that we have more information, I need to remember what Rita Skeeter and Aberforth from his own mouth said about all of this, all mm. of this stuff. So yeah, 
it was enough for me to like dive back in and it was great. So yeah. I enjoyed it. Joanna? Um, my theater was actually, it wasn't, you know, it never is full. We get there early because I like the previews and it never is that yeah. full when I'm, and we sit toward the, toward the front. I, we, we always sit in the end two seats so I can dash to the bathroom should I ever need to, which of course the minute mm-hmm. I think I can't go to the bathroom, I have to go to the bathroom. So yeah. um, we're always at the very end uh, of like the middle section and we're always the row with the um, banister. Like, I don't know if, you know, you, how theaters are like divided now. There's like the front section and then there's a walkway. So we're always in front of the banister. Mm. Um, so I can't ever see behind me really the crowd until everyone's leaving. I don't really see see it, uh, mm. Bill, because there's no one ever in the sure. very, very front anymore. Yeah, so yeah. it was pretty full. And I had actually a full group behind us in the row. They were like a bunch of friends and family that I could tell based on how they were react- reacting. They were awing at the right places. They were laughing at the right places. They were <gasps> at the right places and like chittering. And I think that was – so I had a really friendly like Harry Potter fanned audience, but not like sure. noxious. Nice. Um, so I think it was pretty full. Um, well, the main section was pretty full. So I would probably say it was at least half full. Um, so And that was on Thursday night at 7. So like the time that I always go and see – these new movies the day before it's like released to the um rest of the country um mm-hmm. the non-major cities or whatever um i really liked this movie i'm i've been having a really hard time grappling with the jk rowling stuff and what and sure. like, what my responsibility is to like mm-hmm. i can't help but love this world so much but i feel almost guilty and i don't mm-hmm. i don't know i have to sort of come you. to terms about why you know, uh, not why I feel that way. I know why I feel that way, but you know, if it's okay to keep to go and, and I, uh, it's just tough, but so I can't like fully let myself just love it. And mm-hmm. the books are different because they happened so long ago and I've created so many of them in my mind and uh-huh. I've developed this, the stories, you know, I don't know, but, um, I really, really liked it. I definitely thought it was better than the other two. Um, I, of course, was bummed that some of my theories did not play out. I'm glad they answered. But I was really like, uh, because there were some fake outs and we'll talk about this. But I don't know if you guys felt this way based on our conversation when we recorded last. But there were some fake outs where I thought that's what they were going to do. And Mm. I think they knew that we thought that that's what they were going to do. Do you agree with that? With the the material being. okay. anyway. I really liked it, and um, of course, the magic element was turned way up, which is the to me like one of the best parts. Um, the everyone yes. I thought the, was really the magic strong in, in that it. Wizarding World is the best part, no question. Yeah, well, but they're really showing it. They really like leaned on some cool stuff. This one, mm-hmm. and there, yeah. I think this is one of those movies where I really want to have subtitles because I know I missed a lot of cool stuff. Like I cannot wait to have subtitles. And 100%. I know when I watch it again and again, when I when I watch it again and again, there's going to be Easter eggs that I know. I, I picked up a lot of this one, sure. but I know that it's going to keep giving, um, which is really fun. So mm-hmm. that's what I like about Harry Potter in general. There's just things I pick up every time. Um, yeah. Seeds and everything. So, yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. Justin liked it, too, which says a lot because he was like, uh, um, mm-hmm. So we, you know, I, I loved it. And I was crying uh, in the first 15 minutes, obviously. Nice. Like, what? Uh, it was oh, so, so hard mean, to watch. The, ce- the scenes cut in China? 
Yeah. Yes. And the scenes with not real animals. No harm. No harm came to any oh, real animals. Not, yeah, yeah. But oh my yeah, god. I like, oh, I was dying because he looked like Alfie. Oh god. Anyway. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. Like I said, I definitely enjoyed it. I was never bored during the two and a half hours. Um. And I. I. I will say this movie thinks it's funnier than it is. I thought that the comedy scenes were uh, like the comic relief in this movie was very basic and poorly written. Um, I could have I knew every single punchline that was coming because it was so obvious. And I just like the only true funny part of this to me that because it was the physical comedy was the crab stuff. Um, But like. (laughs) But um, I don't know. This movie thinks it's funnier than it is. I think it should have stayed more in its lane of just like being exactly what it is. Um, I think that I, I do think that one of the MVPs of this movie is Dan Fogler. Um, Always. But like, yeah, I, I, I I'm just these. I want to really like this movie, but like I just can't because it's not. They're fine. They're only fine, and maybe it's because I hold. <clears throat> I don't know. It just feels like Warner Brothers has this IP and they have to do something with it. I just think that sure. they could do something so much better and more clever. And it's not fair. It is not fair to the movies that we are watching that I think this way. Because a lot of time and effort, a lot of beach houses, summer homes were were, were purchased because of these franchises. But like to me, these movies are are not good enough for the quality of the books and the world. And it's hard because they're not based on anything. So they're trying to create new stuff. And maybe this is semi related to like the new star Wars trilogy as well. Like, like I, I don't know. Like I just don't think these movies are good enough as a whole and they have nice moments and I'm having a hard time just like, leaning in and enjoying the nice and great things about it as opposed to the mm-hmm. whole of it. Because I think that the parts don't equal the quality of the sum. I think that like, I just think these are poorly written movies that have incredible things that could just, you get someone else in there who can actually write a screenplay and tighten up a screenplay. And these could be like really good movies, but this is just all exposition and it's and then there's a fight scene with super cool magic and then it's more exposition and it's and honestly like i love mads mickelson i will watch mads mickelson in every anything and everything he did a great job in this movie he is the most generic ultimate bad guy of all time at least johnny depp brought something like kind of fierce and ferocious this character is not the same character we have seen in the second one and the second movie is not the same character that we saw in the first movie the the inconsistencies and how like evil or whatnot he is and the way he looks this one he's like this elegant man who could totally like do what he did in this movie without spoiling anything and like you understand why dumbledore could fall in love with someone like this in the second one that is not the same character. It's not. In the yeah. second one, he's a pure evil. And I think that the inconsistencies, not in the actor. I do not care if there are different actors playing the same character. That is not the problem. But the inconsistencies and in what these people are doing with this character and the way it's written is just like mm-hmm. totally incomprehensible. And something I do want to talk well, about more is – Go ahead. Sorry. So the other thing I want to talk about is like do you – if we're talking only movies, forget about the book. Sure. Does this Dumbledore turn into any of the Dumbledores we saw in the other movies? Like, 
I just feel like, how does he get from here to like this like calming Richard Harris character or this wild Michael Gambon character? Like, I, I, the link there is like totally broken for me. Okay, you're talking about a lot of different things. So yeah, okay. So Aaron, first and foremost, I, yeah. Sorry. First and foremost, first and foremost Aaron, I don't think you can separate. And it's and and there are lots of things that I agree in terms of like the characterization of of Grindelwald from first to second to third movie. I don't think you can separate. Oh, it's a different person. So but he needs to still play the part the same way. There's absolutely no re- like that was going to be a problem we're going to have regardless totally. of like we can, we recast. Matt Mickelson is never going to be Johnny Depp and therefore that character cannot exist anymore. And Mike, that's something that we just have that's not that's not the movie's fault, that's not the actor's fault, that's not any of them's fault. That's the, what happened. The situation ha- presented this and that we will we like would I love to find out how Johnny Depp would have played this movie? Sure. That's never going to happen. I I understand so I don't that. think we can yeah, sure. It's not an to me. I'm just using the actor as like a jumping off point. I do not mm-hmm. think it was always going to happen. It is not an actor problem. I don't think that the writers have a good handle on who Grindelwald actually is, and therefore the actor takes a lot of control over that, and therefore it's different. I think that the writers like I. I think that the WB is so afraid of these gay um, characters. That they you they can't lean into it, so they're like it's like half-assing everything. The actors are trying to pull in the things in between the lines more than the WB will actually let the Warner Brothers will actually let it happen. Okay. Mm. Um, I okay. I re I really liked Mads, and I actually preferred. Uh, of course, uh, yeah, it was never going to be the same. But I actually think that it, that his. <laughs> his depiction of this character took this franchise to a better level because I think that Johnny Depp almost looks like childlike and cartoonish in comparison to what we got from Mads. Because again, we, I think a tricky thing is, is that we've seen Voldemort. We've seen far scarier, more sinister. I mean, sinister in a different way. Mads, like in the end went, I mean, not Mads, um, Grindelwald in the end, Spoiler alert! Like went to he was right, he was imprisoned. We're just, we're just end now. We're just let's no no no. no I'm, not, I'm just saying yeah we can end. But I'm also saying that that's this isn't a spoiler for the movie. This is a spoiler for the books. In the end, he goes to the light. Oh, you know, sure, in, sure. in a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he feels remorse. They say that he felt remorse in his last final days at Derm at what uh, Nurmengard. So I really. I think that this, it's just not going to be, like, we can't top the villain that we had from Harry Potter because it's just, he's a more normal person. Like, he has, he feels love. Um, He's a monster in many ways. But, so anyway, I thought that, I disagree, I think, I think I disagree with Brian that um, I loved his portrayal and I thought it was way more grounded and interesting and layered and, I buy the two of them so much more. So then maybe my issue – so this is super – this is why I'm posing a lot of these questions because I'm still trying mm-hmm. to figure this out. Maybe my issue was with how they – maybe my issue is how they portrayed him in in the crimes of Grindelwald because, because it just felt more foppish and cartoonish and like Johnny Depp doing his Captain Jack Sparrow as a bad guy type of situation versus like the Mads one where he's like – very elegant. You can, and I, I'm excited to talk about this because it actually relates to the end of Grindelwald. Like how, I mean, it also relates to like how they do the books in terms of like 
trying to, um, you know, show the parallels between this and Nazi Germany. Um, and, and I think that like his way of playing politics in this one is more elegant and more terrifying than the second one. So that's interesting. I, 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 that's very interesting. Cool. Uh, Aaron, were you going to say something about their relationship earlier? Um, no, I mean, because we can also uh, like let's get oh, right. into actually talking about the movie now, and then we can okay. dive in more. About- okay, yeah, let's <laughs> so talk about the movie. We are at twenty four minutes into this podcast um, now. Uh, activating spoiler alert! Activating spoiler alert! Okay, now we're going to talk about everything from this movie. Okay, go for it. Yeah, I feel like I mean, okay, because the thing is with the. With the transference from, I mean, because honestly, we also got like a transfer, like Colin Farrell to Johnny Depp to Mads Mikkelsen. I think they serve their purposes in the film very well. Um, and I, I think I think I agree, Brian, in terms of it made him more terrifying to. I mean, frankly, in this movie, and I mean, let's go, let's let let let's just call a spade a spade, like the Trump of it all and the, like mm-hmm. the, fo- the followers of it all, like mm-hmm. how, like when, what's his name? Lars. What, what, what's the, uh, the Mads outgoing, Nicholson? no, no, no. The, uh, the outgoing, um, oh, president Anton, of the Confederation. Uh, it started with an A. Is it Anton or? Um, I thought it was an L. The, oh. the one, the one that was outgoing, the one that was, the one that was sure. running the whole election. Something with a Y. I don't remember. Oh, wait, here's the thing. Cause, cause the, Here, go ahead. Here's a movie thing. For some reason, I, maybe I just don't know the structure of the Wizarding World like hierarchy. But like, I didn't know that there was like an ultimate chancellor, and then like, like. Oh no! Like, none of us did. That, that, that was new for here. Okay, I thought that the vote was for the German Ministry of Magic until the very end, when they were just like, and now we're voting for the ultimate, and it was like. Oh, I I just thought this was like the German Chancellor. I that totally like I, I that totally uh, went over my head. It, it it took me a second to like figure it out because I saw it was in the Daily Prophet with with Leo versus Santos, and then uh-huh. I saw I remember we that went to, we went to Germany to where he he was absolved of all of his crimes, and then I think where I just where I realized that it was um, the International Confederation of Wizards was I think it's when they were talking about Bhutan when they were in Hogwarts and he like sand wands the um like where the election was gonna take place and that's mm-hmm. when I was like oh that's what this is but because the also mugwomp- like it- oh sorry go ahead the mugwomp's been in the books though he because Dumbledore was yeah a- we just don't know anything yeah, yeah, about yeah. it like I think right. and especially because if that was here's where here's where I'm a little like mm. If that was the because we've heard that they wanted him for yeah. the Mugwump and he refused. If and if Minister of Magic his, many times, yeah, yeah. But if if that was him refusing because a deer bowed to him and he was like, no, 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 no. There are there are more than one. Anton, Anton Vogel. Yeah. Anton yeah. Vogel. That's the word, the name I was thinking of. But I was like, he's the yeah, supreme. Like, he's the supreme. Supreme head of the International Confederation of Wizards and the Minister of Magic for Germany. Which is where oh. Grindelwald is from, so that would be his origin country because he's 
So that's why they spent so much time in Germany, too, because that's where he's from. Yeah. Because he would have to be uh, relieved of his crimes there. Anyway, mm-hmm. Aaron, okay. what were you saying? From, um, from the second one. If this was the time, if this was the time that Dumbledore refused, was because the chillin like like the chillin bowed to him, and he was like, "Oh no, 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 chillin, go find someone else." I'm like, that is a right. cop out moment. Right. Um, yeah, I think I think I for now I don't remember what my oh the politics of it all and how um, Grindelwald. Um, it made him more like it actually from crimes of Grindelwald to this. I mean, and even in some, in some ways that his efficacy in, in, in using the system to his advantage um, was the most terrifying thing of the whole thing. I don't know if that's because I'm a 39 year old man living in America right now, but yeah, like that, like he like, he like did necromancy to win this shit. Yeah. And had everybody yeah. on it. Like, it was one of those things, like, when, like when Vogel is like, we need him on the ballot so the world can see that he's not the choice, I yeah. was like, oh, can I, okay, cool. Here we go. Can but, I ask yeah. a question for you two directly related to that? Yeah. At what point do you get sick of that trope in movies because of how much it directly relates to what we've gone through um, as much as it directly relates to like the January 6th, um, you know, siege of the Capitol, like how much of that before it just gets like, okay, I know what they're doing. Like they're reflecting our real life. Like how, like before the, it did not get old for me in this movie. I'm not saying it did to me. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you, Aaron. That was effective. But like at what point are you just like, I get it. Can I just see something else done? It depends on, I just it depends say, on the, oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go, go ahead. ahead. I just want to say that this movie, um, (laughs) it's very delayed. I just want to say that this movie has, has been so cursed in how long it took to make. So this is residual from a time that I think it was more prominent. Like this movie was not just made, this movie was made like five years ago. And then the pandemic and reshoots, it's like had so many problems and it's filming. So I, I, this doesn't really speak to am I tired of that trope, but it's more like this is like a hangover from a a many years ago Mm -hmm. when this trope Mm -hmm. was, I think, more legitimate. um, Sure. It still is very legitimate. But anyway, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. And it's not fair in some ways. Sorry, go for it. And I think I don't don't get tired of the trope because, again, like if we want to get deep, like art's supposed to imitate life and put a magnifying glass on where we're living and the Mm -hmm. culture of the moment. But... I think it depends on if it's done well. And I think if it's done poorly, then I'm like, it becomes a trope. If it's not, then it's what art does. I think in this instance, I was good with it. Um, yeah. And so, and yeah. And so I, I don't think, it, I think it's a case by case. Sure. That's fair. The, my issue with it toward the end was when things were going south for Grindelwald and the the other chillin showed up you know I'm just so used to Voldemort and Voldemortian moves where I was like he's just gonna like shoot this baby chillin right now I mean shoot him curse yeah. this baby yeah, chillin yeah, 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 yeah. he's gonna blow up everyone here and then but the thing is, is like he's on the news so he can't and like everyone's watching and so I guess it's fine but it almost seemed just so tame um compare I was just like he's just gonna let this embarrassment 
you know, happen. And of course we know that he doesn't succeed in being in this position. So Mm -hmm. it's just really interesting because it's a little bit overshadowed by the higher stakes that will come later, which in some respects is very chilling, you know, watch chilling and chilling watching Dumbledore at the end. I got chills, you know, when he's watching the scene, the marriage um, outside of the bakery. And I'm like, there's, he's got so much more to come and such wild things ahead. And it, you know, it did give me chills and Brian, you so I might be changing the path here, but Brian, also you mentioned the, um, is this, when is this connecting the Dumbledore to the Dumbledore that we know, the one that mm. goes and visits Tom Riddle in the orphanage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some suspension of disbelief there for sure, especially in the, um, out- outfits and the gray hair alone. But I do think that Jude Law does a great job in oh, showing yeah. us the Gambon that, I know that he knows we didn't like, but I think he's doing his best to, he's got dialect really good and he's doing his best to have that sort of verve um, and energy that Gambon did. But I, I still, there still is a ways to go because Voldemort as a baby, as a kid in the orphanage, that's like in the seventies, right? Or something like he's mm. not. No. How old is Voldemort? I think, so. I, I, think, is he I think supposed it's- to be like 50. No, he's supposed to be way older than that. Really? I don't know. I, I need to go back. He was, I need to yeah, go I have back, to go back but, too. But he's in he's in and out. I mean, I guess, yeah, he is in like Britches. Well, he's, maybe it was the 20s or the 30s. I don't know. 40s Well, because Chamber of Secrets, when, when, when it was last opened, was 50 years ago. And so he was right. a senior. He was a senior in year seven in Hogwarts uh, when Harry was... However okay, so if he's so if he's seventeen or sixteen, it's sixteen plus fifty. It's like sixty. He's supposed to be like sixty-five or sixty. August of nineteen thirty-eight is when Dumbledore meets Riddle in his room and reveals that the. So boys if we're are calling wizards. this the twenties, right? Because this is in the twenties. This is pre-World War II. This is 30s. Because at the end, yeah thirties. Because oh. it's pre-World War II. Because at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, um, Grindelwald's like. We need it's like them ruin right. them. The atomic bomb is going to ruin our world too. So World War Two hasn't right. happened. This is like late, mid to late thirties. I know. I was remembering the yeah. speakeasy, so I was thinking the twenties. But yeah. So okay. So the timeline's a little okay. Yeah, um, and I'm and that's fine. I'm is it going to be more like about a character than like how they actually look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I th- and in, on one hand, I feel like two movies, especially if they're both three hours long, it's going to be. It's a, it's a lot of real estate to, to establish. All we need is sort of like one scene and we're good. Like, right. as we've sort of established from all of the theories and fan fanny things, like we spent many, many, many a millennia like talking about who Aurelius is and then we got it in like literally a scene. And we're like, oh, right. okay, cool. I guess I guess that's over. Well, <laughs> let's, like, let's, let's talk yeah, about Yeah, should we talk secrets. about that? Um, yeah. So yeah. obviously like – so. So many questions. One, who is the titular Dumbledore in this movie? And two, oh, what did you? Th- how did you? How did you? Them. How did you feel about the secrets? Secrets. How did you feel about the secrets? <laughs> I think I'm. I mean, I'm good. I'm like, like it was. It was the. I'm satisfied with the answer, and all and like of all of the Dumbledores. I mean, yes, it's definitely a two towers scenario where like you don't know which tower we're talking about and I think that mm. might be intentional. Sure. Um 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, clearly the whole family has secrets and that's, that's what they've been enshrouded in secrets. their entire lives. <laughs> and I think I, like, I didn't, because of course that's why I wanted to go back to the book to be like, all right, where is the, mm. where, where is the moment where Aberforth met this like phantom girlfriend who then he had, then they had a tryst um, and then had Aurelius. Uh, I think the math lines up that works out for me and I'm happy enough with the solution that I'm good with it. I love that Aberforth has more like uh, that has more screen time <laughs> and, and, and presence in this story. Um, yeah, I was good. I, I, I think the, I mean, you know, it is definitely, and this might be me, just me being older and continuing our conversation from the last one, from the, from the Nerdverse reverse. Um, I am a little sick of Albus being our patron saint of the wizarding world, but mm -hmm. you know, here we are. Yeah. And they, but, but they uh, double but down all, on I was, it. I'm fine. They, they went super double down, double down, down on this on. one. Uh, yeah. Joanna, and I was like, all right. The Dumbledore of it all. Um, I was definitely glad that it was something I didn't expect because I, I mm -hmm. did not think for a moment it was going to be about Aberforth. Um, so that was cool. I preferred my Ariana one theory, but, um, I'm definitely glad it wasn't a Dumbledore, a brother of them because that would just undercut so much canon that we have. Mm. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm glad of that. Um, I think it, it's nice to add a little bit more to Aberforth's story. That's cool. Um, but, uh, but in terms of what was being telegraphed, I mean, again, I walked into this hoping that this were the case, but the mirror writing, like seem, I didn't really, I mean, I, I eventually got there with the two way mirror, but I was just so sure. And then when they go, when Dumbledore has that duel with Credence in the street in like the mirror dimension, um, which you could talk about. We'll uh, get there in a second. <laughs> yeah. So when the, when the Obscurus separates, like kind of in the way that the Horcrux separates and the King's Cross, mm -hmm. um, the Phoenix shows up and I swear to God, it was going to go right. It was going to go to the Obscurus. And I was like, this is it. This is happening. Um, and it was not the case. Uh, <laughs> so I, I really did. Um, but I, but I'm again, it's like, Okay, it's the thing that I was I'm fine with it because it at least answers it. It's a it makes sense. Um and you know, in terms of the time lining up, like who knows? I'm still really irritated that McGonagall is in this movie because A, it doesn't make we've already talked about how it doesn't make sense that she's in Crimes of Grindelwald. Um she would this was this is this math does not line up, but also she doesn't even do anything in this movie. So like you're literally just putting her there to knock on a door and to sub for him. Like you, you then you really don't need her. You could have been anyone. It could have been a, a it could have been Mary Thought or some some other faculty member that we've heard about in the books. I I, I it's like it was it's like a, a wink that they did in Grindelwald and they did it again. Even though the audience the Reddit's went berserk and were like this doesn't make any sense. So that like really grinds my gears. Um. So yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, I was less less annoyed with it just because I was like, okay, they've made the mistake. Now they're just like 
in the mistake. So they're just going to use her now. So I'm like, great. I'm like, we're, we're going to die we're on here. this hill. I'm yeah. like, we're here. It's fine. Use her. I'm, I'm yeah. fine with it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But yeah. No, but the, but the Dumbledore thing, um, Aaron, to speak to your point about him being the patron saint, you know, I, I really like that he paraphrases his later self about the do what is right, not what is easy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of like that he is, is up to his same, his same sort of old Dumbledore. You know, he keeps almost everything to himself until the point in which he decides that he needs to clue in people to what the plan is. So that was what I took most from this one. I was a little bit like the chillin bowing to him. I was like, no, he wouldn't bow to him because Dumbledore is incredibly flawed. I mean, he's good of heart, but you're telling me that like the, the chillin's not going to walk over to Bunty and go like this, like Bunty to Newt. Like this I was is, convinced these- that chillin was going to bow to um, Jacob. Yeah, or to mm. Jacob, to any of them. Like, I was con- maybe maybe it knows who the, pol- the, the the people that are on the table are, because sure. but then he, but then Dumbledore is on the table. So uh, yeah, yeah, that that part was a little like, wait, what? And then, uh, uh, sorry, just to vent for a second, but like, we get the Cruciatus curse on Jacob, which is a very scary. But then it's, it's like two seconds later, him and Queenie are just like, oh my god, look at this cute little chillin'. Like, there was just so much that was like. Whoa, highs, lows, highs, lows, highs, lows at the end that I was like, okay, you're really cramming a lot of shit into this. I, I don't know. It was very strange. The Queenie thing was mm-hmm. very fast. I know, Brian, you hate their chemistry. You hate I mean, we, yeah, we've, we've definitely so, covered that relationship. And <laughs> I think I, I also, to be completely honest, one of the reasons I, and, and I do want to talk about where this movie leaves everything, but to, and we get to that a little bit later because we're still in the middle of it. We haven't even talked about Jessica Williams yet, but, um, the thing that I really, yeah, that I really liked about this movie is that like, the whether they did it for better or worse, the first two movies established these characters, and we just got into Wizarding World mythology in this one, and I appreciated that about this movie a lot, and it made this movie a lot more interesting to me because, as you know, I love rules and all of that. So, like, do do we do we just accept that Queenie and um, what's his name love each other, like? And that they're they Queenie made a mistake and yeah totally by the books paint by numbers like I understand what's going to happen here um, you know we just completely leave Newt's Newt has no growth in this movie Newt is just there for his briefcase and that's totally oh. fine hmm, I disagree okay go for it because I'd love to be illuminated on how yeah. he grew in this movie oh oh I don't think he grew in this movie necessarily yeah. but I think his arc is very prominent I think that he's getting braver I think that he's getting sure. more like less concerned with his little case and more concerned with the world he vol- you know he's like just say the say the word and I'll help you in the future I don't know and I thought that his value in this movie was very important I know that we're still kind of like you know, we're drawing the hairy comparisons of like this like wonderful boy who like will be used by Dumbledore by Dumbledore, but also it's like for the best or whatever. So, um, but yeah. the creatures came into play here as being we need someone who understands this. That was very interesting. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think one of the strengths of this movie is that <clears throat> the chillin was such a central part of it, and that justifies why Newt is here. Um, I yeah. feel like Newt right. isn't as justifiable in the other movies 
um, as he is in this one. Maybe maybe less so in Crimes of Grindelwald. But with the Obscurial, he knows a lot about the Yeah, yeah, and that's why yeah. the first one semi-works for me in terms of why he's there in this one. But, like, to me in this one, he learned everything that he needed to learn already. Like, But, like, but his involvement in this movie was much more believable because of the chillin' for me. Um, to me, this was, you know, and, and, and I appreciated that a lot. Like, to me, this was the best, like, this is why we need a magic zoologist because the chillin' is an important plot point to everything that is happening. So we need somebody to oversee kind of what's happening there. And he is a necessity. He's the only one who does this. He has one in his briefcase. He, he, all of that. And, and I think that, yeah, I think one of the things is like that he's learned through this is the bravery and courage that he shows for these animals He's finally showing for other people, and I think that is a beautiful thing. But like, without mm. without que- uh, not Queenie, without Tina in this movie, Tina. he he's kind of just a side character who's in charge of the chillin', and that's fine. And I like him more there because I think he fits into the bigger fabric there the first two movies felt forced because there was a book that was written by him so they just like kind of like made something whereas this one it felt way more natural but also the first two movies did the work of letting us know who he is how he's feeling what he's doing where he is so i i I get what you're saying i'm just curious you know uh about what you think well i think i think that's also and to go back to your your point brian where did you say this or did I just think this while you were talking? Um, I hope it's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it, 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 I mean, it's, it's a critique of the movie that I kind of agree with. Maybe not to the um, bile in which you th- think it, but I would just like, it is very, this movie feels very transitory, if that's the right word that I'm thinking of. Like, it doesn't feel like, it. it feels like, we are now in a part three of five. Like this, this movie does not stand on its own. And I think, I think Newt's sort of placement in the movie shows that. We're like, he's in, yes, is his, is his arc being continued? Yeah, but like he doesn't have, because he's no longer a main character in this, and he was the like sort of like lens through which we saw this. Like he's now part of the, part of the fellowship. He's no longer like a lead character in the fellowship. And we're watching the, like, it's a continuation of an, of a, of a a story. And where I like get hung up on this movie where I don't think I, it, it left my head when I left the theater yesterday. But the one thing that I did think I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. so we got a lot of plot. We got a lot of story. I don't know what this movie is quote unquote about, like Mm -hmm. in terms of, themes and in terms of like 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 the one thing that the 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 movie series that i sort of point to the most in terms of these are both three movies and one giant story is like the lord of the rings series where the 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 original three is where like like movie two like that is a middle movie but that is a that is a movie about hope. That is a movie about like like clinging on to hope when there and you can hear it throughout the dialogue. I don't yeah. know what this movie is technically really thematically about outside of continuing the story. So, and I think the story that it's continuing is great. 
But that's Aaron, where that's where I'm like, oh, go ahead. You, I just had an epiphany moment. That's why these movies don't work. I didn't realize it until you said this. The move that I enjoy these movies to an extent, but these movies don't work for me because they are plot films getting us to a place to fill in information. They're not about anything. They're not about anything thematically or artistic. They are there to get us from point A to fill in some chapters from from the books, the original books. Like, I don't know what these themes are. I could tell you immediately what the Harry Potter original you know, movies are about. They're about friendship. They're about finding yourself. They're about all of those things and the in-between things. I can tell you exactly what the original Star Wars movies are. I can tell you what the prequels are about. I could tell you exactly what um, the Harry, uh, excuse me, Lord of the Rings ones. If somebody asked me like what the themes and what, what these movies are trying to say other than plot points, I could not answer that for you. And I think that's why they don't stick with me. And that's why I'm not emotionally connecting to them because I don't think these movies know what they want to say other than this is how Dumbledore gets from point A to point B. Um, and we're going to do five movies to move him two spaces. And I think that's why I just didn't, I don't think I ever put that together until right now. Did I enjoy this? Yeah, totally. Will I see the next two or one or none or however many they're going to do? Absolutely. Of course they will. They have my money. They don't have to worry about my, my pocketbook. You know what I mean? Like, but like emotionally, I won't connect to these as much as other ones because these movies aren't saying anything or doing anything for me. And Joanna, if you disagree, jump in because please I would, do. Because I, I do think we'll have we'll have a theme and we'll have an overarching theme at the end of the five because that's what good stories do. But I don't know if there are secondary themes within the movie. I don't like think there the individual think- movies themselves. Right. I think I think these are prequels and so it's filling in exposition that we sure. heard about and it's having fun. I think this one it was actually worked as a reset for hopefully more to come if it does well. This would be a great time to reset things. They've they've closed the loop on the on the obscurus. They've closed the loop on why Newt's valuable. They've closed, you know, there's there's a lot that is muggles and 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 um nomadges and wizards have married like you know okay and we and we know where we have to get to so i think this is really interesting this movie to me if someone said what is it about i would have just said it's a um it's what it's in a it's like a a what do they call it like the genre that's like uh six different cases adventure plan plot you know, movie like it's like an adventure mm. movie where they they I actually really thought the countersight thing was really cool where they were on a mission. It's just like a mission movie um, and like a hair scheme, hairbrain scheme, like something. I don't actually think it does have this like beating heart the way that the Harry Potter books. I, I Again, the Harry Potter movies to me, they're wonderful because they're what we have, but they're actually I, I don't think they're like very good. So sure. I, I, you know, I, I can, I can say that. Um, but so I'll just say the books, like the books have a very clear theme. They're also texts, like they're real, you know? So yeah, but, um, sto- but yeah. story wise, they have like movie five, yes. like book five and movie five. Like that is like, like, I don't know. I'm just off the cuff. There's a better, there's a more articulate answer to this, but like, he stood, but like stand by your convictions, and it, you'll win out in the end. Like, like when when the rest of the world is saying no, stay. Like, 
like yeah. stay true to what you believe in. Like it like things, right or like, do and, what's right, not what's always easy, or you know, yeah, those yeah, kinds and of that, and, choices and, and, that you make. Mm-hmm. And those are sort of secondary. You can find secondary themes throughout the books, or right. I mean, and not even just unique to the story. Like it's they exist in what makes good like trilogies, sequel series is, is that there's an overarching theme, but there's also like secondary themes that you can get from that make right. these movies stand alone. It's where the, the like, like the matrix matrix one is great, but then two and three are bad because then you don't have the same sort of cohesion because it's just plot. And maybe that's, I don't know, like, because I do think this is a this movie was a great reset. I do think it's a, like there are it's it's a lot of Order of the Phoenix energy because now we're just in the war, which I think yeah. is good, and I think that's interesting. I do think they gave them a soft ending where if this was the ending that they'd be okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it they was like this, like up. yeah, it's like this half half Dumbledore Grindelwald fight in the mirror dimension, which let's still get there in a second. Because I don't understand that te- that that device, um, but like it, like I th- like I think they did it well. They did well in l- if there are more, yay! If there are not, this was a good tie up. Yeah, I, the love theme of the books to me is obviously one of the most important things about just like the importance of having love in your life and people that care about you and knowing that and knowing how important that is. I did like the, the kind of twist at the end with the blood pact where it's, it's similar. Of course it's similar to the idea of the spell rebounding. And of course, and the wands Mm -hmm. at the end and to have one seeking to protect and one seeking to kill. That's how they got around it. I I thought that was really cool and well done and very on theme of something in this world that would work and also shows Dumbledore Mm -hmm. in like a good light too. So I really, really liked that. Um, and I, so that's just what I want to say about that. Um, but, uh, and so, also just quickly back to the, to the Ariana stuff. They also like would show Ariana's portrait and then they would show Credence and they would show, like, I think Dumbledore was saying something about his, he did the download of Ariana, like in the in Hogshead. Mm. And then, you know, he's like, you know, he talks about that. And then we see Credence with the Phoenix. So again, I really was getting this telegraph to me. Um, oh yeah, but, Mr. X galore for sure. Okay, which I think was intentional. I think it was it was it was well done. I was like, yeah, yes. you, y'all thought y'all made us think we were smart, and then you duped us, which is great. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the mirror dimension, aka Wait, so the things. Oh yeah, we, the things that we have. I wrote a list of the things that we still want to talk about. So I'm gonna. Sure. So we'll start with the mirror dimension. I do want to talk about Jessica Williams, kind of. Um, yes, filling Lally. in for Tina and for Zoe Kravitz's character, kind of as like the female in the group. Um, I yeah. want to talk more about okay. the ending, and I want to because we did it in the Nerdverse reverses. I want to talk about following the Elder Wand. Yes, okay. and I, and then some Easter eggs that, of course, I have to mention at the end. Yes, but that's cool. just for fun. Okay, so uh, the Mirror Dimension, what we're calling. <laughs> So what were your uh, thoughts, questions, feelings about – what do we all think that was? I just don't understand that because theoretically the, the mirror dimension happened in the Credence-Dumbledore um, fight. Yep. Yep. And then again in the Dumbledore-Grindelwald fight. And I'm just like, so did you guys go away 
and have this fight because it's on this tower in Bhutan where a lot of people are around, but apparently they're yep. gone because we can now have this beautiful. And P.S. This was this fight was beautiful. This yes. fight was gorgeous. I was very happy with it. Um, and it happened in the restaurant did. too. Did you already say that? Oh yeah. No, I didn't. Because I was like, wait, is everyone burned? Are we all are we all on oh. fire? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Okay, so my thoughts. I think this comes down to the deluminator or the put outer. My thoughts okay. are that again, it's an Easter egg because of, of the importance of that. But we do sure. have some weird. Of course, Dumbledore loves to make an illegal port key. He's been obviously doing this since forever. He's making everything sure. port keys in the books and in these movies. Um, the deluminator functions as a semi port key in Hallows. It also. You know, it's snippets of conversations that Ron hears. The that that device, I think, is used for a lot of things, and he definitely is. They make a point of showing that in the credence bit. It seems as though he, you know, it does something peculiar. It's like it it takes them to sort of a parallel plane adjacent to the real world, but a darker, mirrored version. It's like it it seems that people on the physical plane can't really see what happens. Um, but I do agree it's very muddy, but I think it has to do with the magic of the deluminator, which is like a MacGuffin, I guess we would call this. Uh, or okay. I don't know if it's actually a MacGuffin, but, you know, that was my takeaway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Brian, do you, have any, do you have any thoughts? I don't. Uh, didn't. <laughs> I don't at all. Uh, I will say that that fight in the mirror zone, the mirror dimension – uh, it just gets me excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But um, oh I will say that movies like this, and I'm going to relate this back to um, The Phantom Menace for just a second. Um, I oh think that just in that watching these two seasoned wizards fight each other in such an elegant way where none of them are like overly angry like Voldemort is. And there's this like connection between the two of them. And you could see that they're both kind of holding back a little bit um, on each other. Um, I, I just thought that was so elegant and beautiful. And I thought the two of them, the actors handled the, the physicality of it really well. And it reminded me of the first time you see the Phantom Menace where like, you see Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon like in the prime of the Jedi, like fighting, like, like we had never seen before. Like, like, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, obviously it has to do with like, you know, we're, even though it's a, a prequel, we're upping the ante. There was something very elegant and delightful and wonderful about that fight, whether it was in the di mirror dimension or not. Um, I really like that. I agree with Joanna. I, my guess is that it would have to do something with the deluminator because it was he clearly opened it or closed it like when he was fighting with Credence. Like it has something to do with mm. that. It's not necessarily a MacGuffin, but it's definitely like uh, I would I would almost say like like an Easter egg or a detail not gone into. But I, I would tend to agree with Joanna um, uh, in terms of like that was causing it. But I, it I was very strange. We I definitely was like, OK, I'm going to say this is all the Deluminator doing this. But I was like, what? Why have we never seen this magic before? But you know, Dumbledore yeah. is so freaking powerful. And I'm rereading the six and I'm in the at the cave chapter. And I'm just, you know, he sits there for two minutes in silence, but he is computing this place has known magic and all of these incredible he's like 
looking at spells and knowing things and, and it's just such a mystery and I just it is cool that we see and this might take us into the next thing but to see these adults doing this wildly cool magic like Lally I was just like in hog heaven it was just awesome good transition <laughs> good transition uh, yeah yeah Thank so you. Jessica Williams uh joined the fray this time uh Lally the charms teacher from Ilvermorny and um yes. Uh, Who's also yep. in the book yeah. in uh, sort of <laughs> the OG or, uh, or yeah. the Phoenix in uh, Nikki Flamel's book. So we yeah. do see her in Grindelwald. Yeah. So what did you think of oh, her? Cool. How do you think she did? Did you like the yeah, character? Yeah, she's the Aaron. She's the one who says she's the one that says you got to go. Oh, you knew that. OK. Yeah, I, I, I put it together while you were talking. Oh, OK. That's great. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So any thoughts like did you one, did you like her portrayal and her, her performance in this too? Do you think she did a good job, like at least like or screenwriting wise, like filling that hole of somebody else to be in the movie? Um, I guess what are your thoughts about her in general? I thought she was great. I thought it I thought I have no notes. I thought she was fantastic. I loved it. I loved having another American wizard there. Mm. Um Sure. Just yep. to be, just to be in this in this thing, um, I'm interested to only because of her placement. Because I I like her transatlantic accent. I couldn't quite place whether she, because I didn't know that she was Ilvermorny. Um, I was like, is she Hogwarts? Is she American? I couldn't tell. Yeah. You t- saying that she's the Ilvermorny charm teacher um, helps a lot. Um, so the only the only hang up with that new information right now is that her readiness to accept um, Jacob and Queenie um, hiccups me a little bit only because if she's an American wizard that would she she has been raised in the that can't stand but maybe maybe that's part of her character where Charm. like. <laughs> oh part of her charm, part of her character, part of her um, her enlightenment that she that because she's the one that what, like t- like brings Jacob back into the fray, saying that they've been watching him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, to, I, I dug to, it. I, I liked her a lot. Good. To be fair, the Makuza. Tina is the one that's like, this can't happen. Newt is for it. Everyone else is for it. So it could just be that she's progressive. She's a teacher. She's, mm-hmm. you know, it may be, we're so used to the Makuza side of things because we had that from T- Tina's perspective mm. that maybe more people are for it than we realize. And Tina probably oh, is for fair. it too, but she's just like, I'm Makuza. I can't, I have to like. She's in the government. Rules. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's what I justified. I didn't like her in the first scene, Lally, um, oh. Jessica Williams. I thought, yeah, I was like, what is going, like, I was like, this is so weird, uh, but she grew on me. Uh, but yeah, I thought there was, and I, I yeah, her accent again, Queenie's, um, Alison Sudell's accent was kind of jarring in the first two movies as well. Like it's this like Queens Brooklyn in the, in the thirties, like accent, like, Oh darling. I, I don't know. It was like too much. So, but I finally got used to that. And then we introduced another one and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I just, because Fogler doesn't have one, not really. He's or it's very natural to him. So, yeah, that was a little much. And she is American, so it wasn't like a bad American accent. Like she's actually American. So, 
Um, I love Americans being repped and, you know, I love seeing a whole new world. Obviously, this expanded the universe greatly. We went to different mm. countries. We saw the German Ministry of Magic, all this cool stuff, like all the diagonally, the bricks, you know, it's very awesome. Um, but I, yeah, I, I thought that the coolest thing about her for sure, she grew on me, but also was that she was just really bomb at magic. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that scene with, and, and the, I love the, it's sort of a nod to the books with the book is the port key for her. Like the books transport you, the books, the books, the books. I, I just loved that. Um, and I, I think that that scene at the dinner, you know, when she's just, make and she just like it's just awesome it's awesome you know they're they're using nonverbal spells of course so it's just yeah yeah i don't know i i thought that was really great yeah joanna i I really agree with you i I liked her i like the representation that was was added to the movie from from different many different angles the her introduction scene set me back on her and it took me a little bit because again guess what this movie doesn't do well comedy and that scene was poorly directed and edited because because it seems like the i understand what that scene is trying to do somebody comes up to her we think she's being harassed and like and she's mocking them and it wasn't funny it wasn't enjoyable it didn't read as anything and then the reveal is that she knows them because they're trying to get jacob to show his like true heart and all of them like that he's a good guy that scene does not work at all just show up and and say hey jacob I'm here. Let's go. That, like I, that yeah, bit it of was business was awful. Well, and that's and that's why I thought that was that's also why I thought that was the setup for the chillin to like bow to him. Where I was like, yes, totally. Is this gonna be it's a one hundred percent? I was like, oh, is 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 a is a muggle gonna rule that we just don't know about or whatever? Yeah, right. That's, so that that's what and that Dumbledore scene, kept saying that serving. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore kept talking mm-hmm. about his good heart and everything. So, yeah, it did feel like mm-hmm. that was where it was. Yeah, going. I guess it just came down to, like, because he's a good heart, he can, like, marry a magic person. Like, okay. Um, yeah, and he gets a wand that, thank God, doesn't work. I was like, wait, when I saw that in the previews, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, Dumbledore can't charm the wand to work because, you know, it would just, I mean, I guess he could. Like, every time he says this word, like, a spell would happen. But thank God it was just, like just an avatar for us to be like, wouldn't it be cool if we were given a wand? No, not if it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, I, I definitely, um, it it has to be said the absence of Tina um, though. I thought that Lally is great and and let's keep her in all the movies. Um, It is, it was wild. So what we know on the outside of this movie is that she this movie took forever. Oh, by the way, this does also wrap up that we can that if they want to get rid of Ezra Miller, they can um, now because mm. it wraps that up. But uh, you like, know, she was really busy. What are you the, saying? The exit, stra- the exit strategies in this movie were 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 it's brilliant. Everything. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, and Ezra's I don't know out. what was reshot too. I don't know if they did this at later or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, the exit strategy almost seems like perfect choreographed. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Tina, might, uh, uh, Catherine Morrison might have uh, has had a ton of projects, and that's what they've been saying. I definitely saw something somewhere from a reliable source that said that she has just been so adamantly against J.K. that 
she also didn't really want to be part of this project as much. So it was very clear that she was, I mean, she was not, she wasn't not in this movie. Like she was not in this movie and it was wild. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you guys think she was deep faked at the end? And she just like sent a voice memo. Cause there were, there was a moment where I was like, is this Luke Skywalker? Like, because there was something about, and maybe I was just like, like projecting what I was thinking, but I was like, I know that she's not into this movie. I know that she was like, she's not in the movie generally, but I was just like, yeah. and then when she showed up at the end, I was like, is that her? Is that her? So they all look a little different because so much time has passed. So that, and I think, you know, I think Alison Sudow looks really different. Mm-hmm. Um Catherine Watterson looks different. So, you know, there, there is, they do look, they all just look different, but. But like a lot of her dialogue was like, like when she was facing upstate, upstage, Mm. when she was like facing away from the camera, like a lot of like the tricks that we learned in the, in the like behind the scenes of the finale of Mandalorian season two, I was like, wait, a lot of that is being applied here. What's happening? Is You're, she not really I didn't there? think about I didn't think that. I maybe thought it in the Makuza lobby when she's just looking up at yeah. the mm-hmm. election. I was like, they could have just like used old footage. And then a picture of the moving picture doesn't, you know, they do whatever Ooh, there. Yeah. But you're right. I, I wonder. The bottom line is mm-hmm. her absence doesn't match her character arc in the first two. And so it's very no. it's very off-putting. The the you could feel it in the movie theater when he's like, oh, she got promoted and now she's like, she's busy. Yeah, like she's busy. Yeah, she's just very busy. But also, that, I mean, I, that's what he says. Uh-huh. Like yeah. A, so I think there are positive things from it and negative things from it. I think the positive from it is what we talked about earlier. That that Newt's reason for being there is the 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 creatures and like it made sense and, to yeah. me. The negative aspect. And he has his brother instead of his woman. Yes. He has a brother. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, I do think that the negative from it is that if you if you wanted more like growth from Newt, you needed her, not the brother. And that's why his character arc feels a little bit stunted, because that's the arc that they were focusing on in the first two. Um so Because he's done. It's done. He's over. It has its pros and cons, but you did mention wands before. Uh, let's talk about the elder wand. Uh, I want to. I want to hear about like your thoughts there because I, I noticed it, and that's as far as it went in my brain. Because I do not. I do not know like the steps, the trajectory, like as much as you guys know. So, elder wand go. I mean, it's not like like it's still Grindelwald starts with it. Grindelwald ends with it. I don't think there's any transference oh, of power okay. there. I mean, let's talk. Does mirror dimension count? Because I don't know. <laughs> but, but also, they, like, but they also didn't like. I think that was the good sort of like ambiguity that they left at the end of the movie. Where like, I remember literally when the mirror dimension duel began. I was like, "Is this it? Do are we here? Did we? Yeah. Is, is this, this the duel? Is this the duel? Yeah. And then." It's in the mirror dimension and it's movie three. So I don't know. And I and I think they do enough where it's left unresolved, where 
because it's left unresolved, no winner of the duel, no one was bested. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Yeah. Like, so I think that yes. the Elder Wand is still in the quote-unquote rightful place with Grindelwald mm-hmm. right now. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, I because think Because being bested in are... an election does not count as right. <laughs> winning De-arming. the Elder Wand. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we are meant to see it when he removes Kama's, uh, another character I did really not need, um, Kama's memory, uh, which was very heartbreaking. Uh, I think they really zoom in on it there. And then mm-hmm. it's very clear that it is in his Grindelwald um, emblem that is in the sky, the GG. Mm. Um, underneath it is the Hallows. So I think oh. there's more. Yeah, it happens very is that fast. What that's- but. Yeah, I never see the same it's the a, symbol. I'd, it's a two. It's a yeah, it, it, I I saw it. I think it shows up twice, and I only saw it the second time. And, but yeah. it um, it's a GG, like a very harsh GG. But then there is a, a hallows made in the bottom of it. You'll when you see it again <sighs> uh, eventually. So or just look up online. Um. So yeah. So I think that's all we're meant to really care. So we just know that he has it. I'm glad that it's like it. There's no ambiguity there. Um. But. Yeah, he definitely has it. I think, you know, again, Rita Skeeter says, don't be so sure there was a duel and not just a white flag waved. So we still don't know, but we are waiting for the moment that the duel may or may not happen. And it was not this, I don't think. I don't think we're supposed to think it was. But if they want to end it here, they'll say it was. But yeah. I don't think. Well, yeah, and then everyone else would be like, there like, was no okay. duel. He just left. There was no duel. We but, didn't see anything because they were in the mirror. Drop, but drop. also, if fair, that's, but, oh no, that, that's a good point. So, I was what I was going to say is that like if this was during an election and people could watch it, like there must be some recordings of this, if that makes sense, somewhere like magical recording. If it was in yeah, the mirror dimension, yeah, what did it look like on the outside? Yeah, uh, the mirror dimension. I'm wondering if they could or couldn't see what was happening because of that. That's a good question. Uh, but like, <clears throat> I agree with you that like if they're going to do like that big fight where like when Rita Skeeter says that like, don't be so sure there actually was a fight and not a white flag, like whatever that big fight is going to be, like there aren't going to be like magical cameras on it. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But also like it's, they're, they're movies. It's going to be, there's going to be a fight. Oh yeah. I mean, you're not going to make a movie (laughs) be like the fight of the century is just a white flag being waved. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's a really compelling conversation, I don't know, maybe. That's true. That's fair. Because yeah, that worked so well in movie 7.2? Come on. <laughs> that know. is the best, Terrible. most compelling conversation, and we still got hugging off of a fucking tower. So get out of here. Terrible. Um, <laughs> so let's, Joanna, you wanted to talk Easter eggs. Oh, yeah, just I'll run down a few, and please tell me if anybody missed any of these or if you guys would rather say some of the ones that you picked up on. Aaron, did you find any just overall that you loved? I did mean, you see any go through your it's list. It's only one I'll view. Remember, yeah, I'll go okay, through. So, I mean, I, there were some that I loved. There were some that I was like, oh, come on. And then – Yes. But Same. The there were some groaners. Yeah. There was definitely some groaners. Mm-hmm. Um, top of the list for me of the groaner. My sister, however, I called, who's uh, – t- she is a 10, Harry Potter. She's not seen Curse Child, but she's read it at least. Um, she she loved always. Uh, I was like, no. No. Always? Yeah, when, when Aberforth I, sa- he says, do you ever think of me? And, and, he, and Aberforth says always when he's dying oh. towards the end. Yeah, so I was like, don't you dare soil that line I with that. anyone else. I, <laughs> I got that one. 
Good. So I didn't love that one, but Emma did. So maybe it's just, it's mileage may vary. Um, I mentioned the book Port Key. I just liked that that was happening. And just the Port Keys in general were a wonderful nod to Dumbledore just doing whatever he wants. The bird saving Newt reminded me of the Phoenix saving Harry in um, Chamber of Secrets. Um, you know, the snowy hogshead scene with the, have you seen this wizard with Sirius? Now it says Grindelwald. I think that was like, you know, a nod. We see the very odd watch that Harry mentions in Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. Um, the one that has like 12 hands, but no numbers instead, little planets. So in this movie, he uses it and he sees, uh, he sees, he's like watching Credence to like see his location. So it just shows that there's like crazy, oh, the powerful watch. gadgets. Cool. Yeah. It just shows that there's a lot of weird stuff that just Dumbledore's like really knows. Um, uh, you know, we got, of course, we got lots of port keys, lots of flu powder. I don't know why you need both to get on the train. And also, um, chimneys on the train is just wild. Uh, but anyway, or, uh, sorry, uh, like a fireplace on the train. Um, that was also, I'm sure a nod to the Hogwarts express, but nobody, um, you know, it's just a train, uh, which was cool. Um, the cockroach clusters thing was cute. Not only just cause it's the hogs me, uh, honeydukes nod, whatever, but you know, he says he doesn't like them in this book, but then 50 years later, he's going to use it as a password for his office. Maybe it's a nod that he misses his little muggle friend, Jacob. Who knows? Well, that's beautiful. Um, Can I say my favorite, like my favorite that. thing about that, my favorite thing about that moment when Jacob yeah. was like, some Slytherins gave it to me. And then he, they mentioned this cockroach clusters and he looks back at them. And one of the Slytherins are like, sorry about that. I'm like, that's not a real Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> he's like improv this guy was like director was like just be funny you know just like talk among it. this one guy does but not I was like apologizing for your apologizing for that's your, for your prank Slytherin. that's not a Slytherin totally get true. out of here you didn't read the totally books totally true um no definitely not um he's too young to read the books let's be real that actor um aberforth uh you know feeding the chillin was very reminiscent of his love for goats we have all the goats or not love for goats but his relationship with goats baby goats i don't know i drew a comparison there um i liked that it was a murder instead of the murderous serious black on the cover we got murderous muggle that was just kind of funny um, I thought the room of requirement, of course, was an ob- like, okay, cool. I'm a little weirded out by that because in the book, you know, Dumbledore says that he is always being mystified by new magic in the castle. Just the other day, he was looking for the, a bathroom and he found the chamber pots room, which was the room of requirement. But I'm like, okay, so he knew about it because this happened. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that could have been like a, a liar. Like just, he is a liar. This is true. But <laughs> Dumbledore uh, is the Willy yeah. Wonka of our time. One hundred percent. There's uh, the real. Okay, but he has more relationship. I don't. Know. Okay, well, that's a different discussion. Um, <laughs> or you can talk about it when I'm done. Um, I think that the. I thought that the 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 room of requirements. It was like almost like a long distance port key. I, I thought that was cool. Um, we did have the like the chilling on that thing, which was cool. And then in the scene in Bhutan, the uh, all the suitcases. Uh, which was a cool device. They had a, we had a saw a, Jimmy, a Gemini or Jamino spell with all the baked goods when just like the mm. goblets in um mm-hmm. in the vault. In that the was vault, another, yeah. And then of course the monster book of monsters we got, which was great. Um, and all the old spell books. And uh, that's what I have in terms of the ones that I caught from the first from just seeing it once. I'm sure that there will be more as you see it. Yeah, I'm just, there's there's YouTube's galore of all the. And, <laughs> the Easter eggs that we probably missed in the movie. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Do, do we know about a chillin? Does it has a chillin been mentioned or exist in previously? So I went immediately to my Fantastic Beasts book, which I own, and it's not in there. But then I looked it up, and it's it is a common um, mythology. It's mythology for uh, got it for it, it's in Shang Chi that we see chillin. So those things exist in a okay. lot of mythology across cultures. Cool. Yeah, okay. So that's great. It's not a it's not a Harry Potter specific one. I thought it would have been really cool if it had been in Fantastic Beasts because I didn't know what it was prior. Yeah. It's spelled Q I L I N, whichever, but it is pronounced oh. like chillin' like a villain. So it is an it's like an um an Asian mythology, I think. Um I actually love uh, it more or, now that it now that I know that it's not like made up by them, but it's made up by like mythology. Like I exactly. Think that's great. Yes. Yeah, so it yeah. has been seen in a lot of other things, but um, mm. it's yeah, it's not specific to Harry Potter. Great, cool. Um, and I want to talk about the end um, and how you see not necessarily Fantastic Beasts moving forward, but how you see the Harry Potter IP franchise, however you want to define it, moving forward. What What do you think they're going to do? What would you like to see? So I'll I'll kind of open that up to everybody. Aaron? I mean, would I love to see this franchise continue? Yeah. I think it's too early for me to know whether this is going to be good enough for them to say so. I feel like, for me, did I like it? Yes. Do I think it was... I feel feel like it's... I don't think I, hmm. going on my gut is I like the movie. I don't know if it's good enough to continue. Does that make sense? I'm going to look up the returns while we're talking. I want to see where it's at True. right now. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, I, I, yeah I, I, I don't know. I, well, while I would like to see it continue, cause I'm as a fan, I'm happy with where we are. I'm so I can see it going either way. Yeah. This is what I think they should do. Um, I think that Fantastic Beasts is over. I think that you have t- you. What you should do is you should take the out that you've given yourself. You abandon Newt and his friends. You let Eddie Redmayne. They already bought their summer homes. You let like Eddie Redmayne and all of those characters. Like they 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 got their happy ending. They did. Like they did their part. Like they are no longer useful. Because then you'd have to create another, like, animal that would, like, be integral to the plot of catching Grindelwald to actually include them. And it just doesn't make sense. You've given them the out. They're all happy. Dumbledore looked at them. He's like, I love these people. I can't hurt them again. Um, And especially when Eddie Redmayne says to Dumbledore, like, anytime you ask me, I will help you. I think that's Dumbledore, like, being like, you've helped enough. This is my responsibility now. So what? Sh- this is what I would like to see happen. You're done with Jacob and Newt and Queenie and Tina and all of those characters. We're done there. They are not related. They are not bloodline into anything that has to do with um, like the Dumbledores and, and Grindelwald and stuff like that. You keep the best parts of this movie, which are Jude Law and Mads Mikkelsen, and you use those two actors 
to bring forth. You do not call the next two movies Fantastic Beasts. You call them like 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 you know it's Dumbledore time or you know like something like like they you focus on the relationship of those two characters. You get rid of David Yates. You bring in a new director and new screenwriters to do these two movies as like back to back movies to 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 fashion what happens to connect those two and you 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 introduce maybe 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 newt comes back and says hello for one maybe you but you maybe you keep jessica williams i think like you 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 do a little bit of that and you you i know you have to do you're gonna have to do more work to introduce characters but you already have a great jude law as dumbledore and like this world that you've expanded i i think you you that's what you do i think that's what they're going to do uh, if they decide to move I, forward here, I've been reflecting on this since I re-listened to our Nerdverse Reverse I don't think I agree while I do think these are Dumbledore movies in, it, like, in plot and in story I don't think he's a reliable narrator at all I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's the character to carry these movies ever it, he's, not the, he's not the character to ever to be the lens through which we see because a like having an all knowing apparently like unflawed person as your narrator is boring. B he's a liar. We can't trust him as when he's in other people's stories. So what more when he's the person that we're looking through? I don't think, I don't think he's viable. Could they be doing that? Maybe, but as a fan and as a follower of this story, I don't think that's the vantage point I want. Aaron, I really agree with you. I think seeing Dumbledore through Newt's eyes, just like we saw him through Harry's, is way more interesting because I don't know how you tackle him as an heir. I don't know how you tackle him from his perspective. It's just, it's too complicated and there's so much enigma and there's so much stuff that's going on in his head. It's just really hard to re- basically re- you'd be rewriting this character in a new way that I really don't want touched. So I think you're right. And maybe that maybe that's why it was always going to be from a, someone else's vantage point looking back in on Dumbledore is that you kind of need that. I agree with you, Brian, in that I think you pull in characters when you need them for purposes, when they deal with with beasts, you get new when, you know, when you need help from America, you do Lally, whatever. But I think um, that it's tricky. I think that we should. What's it compelling now is the is the the runway that we have between getting him from this moment until I, I really am bummed we didn't get anything about Nagini because I have a lot of questions about like the Nagini mm. parts before yeah. we get to Riddle. So there's a very interesting line there before we get into James and Sirius and Lupin times. Yeah, that. Um, that we can play with. So I don't want it to be the end. Um, and they can make mistakes. I'll still go yeah. because I just, anything to give me a glimpse is cool. But um, yeah, I don't know if it can just be like Dumbledore V. Grindelwald yeah, for the I, next but, three minutes. Like, yeah, I, I don't good. So then here's a question. What do you do? Do you introduce a new aura that like you, that like 
Dumbledore teams up with it and it's kind of like a buddy comedy, like not a buddy comedy, but like, 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 <laughs> they, like in the book, maybe, you know, is there, a, aside from Dumbledore, like, is there an aura that was named? Like, here's a question. Do you have a young Mad-Eye Moody team, like, and he's the main character, team up with Dumbledore and like, you're seeing it through the aura's perspective, but Dumbledore is like the helper, like, kind of like the, you know, the, the, like, I, I I don't know, like, like then who, because I think one of the flaws of these movies is that they want us to see the Wizarding World through Jacob's eyes and through Newt's eyes. And it's very narratively, it's mm-hmm. very confusing who we should be following. Yeah. Um, like, maybe, yeah. you, maybe you tighten it up and you're like, this is the aura um, that is going to help take down Grindelwald. Um, and, you know, we introduce a new one, maybe... You know, and 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 he has to. He runs into Dumbledore, and Dumbledore is the secondary character, like he is in this one. But he's still sure. It's a fake secondary character because Dumbledore and, is the star of this movie. Yeah, and and I think that, I think that's what's because I because I do agree with you that like the Newt Jacob storyline is done. Arguably, the Over. Newt storyline was like done, like or at, at the beginning the of this Jacob. movie. Yeah, yeah, but like, th- like as we've seen, like the character growth is like is is now sort of we're grasping at straws for the character growth at this point like we don't yeah we don't need the legilimens really anymore from queenie they're married yeah. they will be connected they're married so they're happily queenie, ever we'll, after yeah yeah they're, they're, they're married she, they're happily ever after i don't know if we have so i mean so i mean there might be a world where dumbledore like dumbledore takes over because he is the one person where the story is not done yet but mm-hmm. It's tough because of because the character that you have established in this world is so I don't know. I like like these movies have to take a very drastic shift if uh-huh. that's the case. And the one thing that you yeah. that that these movies and these films and these this play and this book these books have done is that if you Trying to label – no, boop, take two. Um, <laughs> of all the characters in this in this universe, Dumbledore is not the person that the, the audience is going to relate to ever, mm-hmm. ever. Right. He's the one that – He's like the he's greatest the one that's wizard the of all most, time. He's the, most, he's the most distant. And yeah. like especially with his influence and especially with – like, okay, so he loved a – so he loved – he loved a man who betrayed him. That's the most relatable we get outside the fact that like a chillin bowed to him and like he is manipulating the entire thing. They, ha- they would have to work extremely hard to bring him down to the audience's level. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't like know if him that's there. A, and I don't know if that, yeah. And yeah. And I don't know if that's the a, I don't know if that like there's a desire to do that or if there's even a possibility to do that, to erase the like, now decades long like investment yeah. that all, the entire audience has unless yeah. Dumbledore has an entire like different storyline where we like leave this all together and we go to like his childhood unless we go like even further back and we show him like with Grindelwald from the beginning I don't know but yeah. I don't think yeah. I, I like in terms bad. of con- in terms of continuing this story I don't know if Dumbledore is the guy, and I don't know who is if we let Newt and Jacob ha- live their happily mm-hmm. ever afters. Because I don't think I don't think we have another character in this universe that we've invested enough yeah. in 
Like I, I definitely yeah. Um, if anything, I appreciate how much of a blank page they gave themselves moving forward because they didn't mm-hmm. write themselves into a corner. They have plot to take care of, but they 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 didn't write themselves into a corner because they could really do whatever they want. They could continue with these characters and give them new obstacles and things to grow, or they can get rid of them and, and not move forward with them and create new characters, which is totally fine. Like more, more characters mm. and actors to, uh, to employ at the theme parks, you know, like, you know, like, right. It, it's just, it's more toys and more character stuff. So I, I, I you know, I, I'm interested. Joanna, you, you seem like you're uh, ready to say something. No, no, I, I, I'm so torn. It's like it hurts my head to know how they could go so many ways wrong and they could they I, and I can't even envision the ways that they could go super right. I want them to stay on the path that they're on. I think uh, Fantastic Beasts, maybe it maybe we are all beasts and this is just like fantastical people. And so it'll just continue with the Fantastic Beasts moniker as like covering everything um i really agree with aaron about the fact that we just can't have dumbledore take the lead and i don't i wouldn't want him to because i like yes dumbledore lies but like i mean dumbledore still is a good person i mean he's not a monster and i and he and he admits a lot of his flaws i really i this is what i think so he's not he is a good guy um and i and he does love harry a lot so you know i i just think that there's uh there is a really compelling character there, and I but I like how enigmatic he is in in so many ways. So let's keep him like that. Thank you. Um, do you? But I do. I am curious how far they'll go. Do you yeah. think that this that do you think that the Harry Potter movies needed Dave Filoni? Uh, yeah. I mean, it should be J.K. Rowling. It should be because she has the stuff in her head, and she. She has did such incredible storytelling with her novels that I trust her for this. But then it's also like I don't want her a part of this as much, obviously. And then there's I don't know that she knows how to do a screenplay and I don't know how she uh, is going to take her anger out on what she's dealing with on her on what the fans and some of her haters think. So I'm nervous. I just like, I don't know. I don't know where safe. Uh, I I mean, did did you, did you catch the, um, the credits where it was written by JK Rowling and Steve Cloves? Steven Cloves. Yeah. But then the the card right after was based on a screenplay by JK Rowling. And I was like, interesting. I am going to buy the screenplay. Go on. I, I was just like, is Steve Cloves our Dave Filoni? Like, because what that tells me with those two cards is that yeah. J.K. started this. Steve Filoni, Steve, uh, Steve Filoni, LOL. Steve Filoni. Steve, um, Steve Cloves finished it. So that I don't know. That is a good point. And he did take over. I mean, they brought him in for a reason. If there's a team that's going to make it work, it would be the two of them, someone who's dealt with the movies and someone who's dealt with the books. So, yes, I do, of course, think they every, every, every IP should have a Filoni or a Feige, um, you know, who's who cares about the product and who knows everything and is going to catch inconsistencies, you mm-hmm. know. So um, but I, yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. I, and I try to look up the returns, by the way, but it's, there's so many different numbers. Mm. I, I can't get a straight answer. And we're in the middle um, of it right now. So and we're in the middle of it. It is Easter weekend uh, and. Pesach, good Pesach, happy Easter to everyone. Um, but I think that there is uh, still stuff left. To, I would be curious to see. But I, it did. I think it did six million. Yes, uh, Thursday, which was the early release. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in here in America. So I, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. it's Easter weekend. So if, and kids are out of school, so if kids aren't seeing it. And these are really for adults. I mean, this was dark. Yeah. This movie was, like, yeah. It's not for kids. Those, those, so. The first yeah. opening 20 minutes or 10 minutes, however long it was, oh, or just like gosh. between the conversation with the two of them in the restaurant and then into the like chill and stuff. It's like, I did not have like a good time. Like m- meaning like I was and, very sad. Yeah. Yeah, we killed a deer. Yeah. We killed a slit his throat. We killed oh, a deer. Yeah. I mean, and, and oh, I will God. say, going back to what we were talking about, like in the earlier episode, I was like, that is where I was sort of like, okay, they've made the decision. They've made their choice, which is great. Yeah. But I'm, and in so doing, I think like the crab stuff worked. You and need the, like, new for that. Well, and, and it worked because it was the break in between the really really heavy deep stuff sure whereas before yeah. it was a little more like they didn't know what they wanted so let's do a lot of fun and then a lot of deep like now this yeah. is mostly deep but like with yeah. a couple of respites of like let's dance like a crab yeah and then get into an yes. action sequence of getting out of a getting out of a thing right. so but this was yeah. that was the, the 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 scene the jail scene with the scorpion things that was that was to me was really cool because i was like this is why you need nude he doesn't even have his wand like he has nothing yeah. but his knowledge of animals and creatures, and he doesn't even necessarily know what these creatures are. There's so many untapped creatures in this universe, but he knows the principles and what to do. And so that I was just like, this is awesome. This is like seeing Hagrid do yeah. this. Like yeah. this would be so that cool. scene just seeing them in their element. That whole sequence was probably my some like definitely some of my favorite. Oh, of the how movie. spooky. I know, and then you get the great pick, the great pick and Niffler mm-hmm. escape together yeah. and reaching for the hand but takes the gold. Just, <laughs> and then, of course, the port key, which is really interesting. All of so, that business yeah. worked for me. A lot of the other business in the movie didn't, so I was actually surprised when it worked so well because I thought the movie had been doing a mediocre job at the comedy and physical comedy until that whole sequence. You're yeah. right. The, the visual comedy is better in this movie than the, than the textual comedy. Absolutely. Yes. Um, all right, yes. so uh, how many how many chillins are you giving this movie out of ten? Oh God, here I go. My normal eight or something. I think. I mean, again, I reserve above a ten for game change movies, like really uh, like life changing movies. So I could have given it a ten, uh, and it wouldn't be like the top, is what I'm trying to say. But I think I'm still giving it like an like an eight, um, because but I have to see it again. But I th- I think it's an eight. I'm also just again I'm grappling with how much I'm allowed to like a movie done by JK. So sure, complicated in my head. I think I I think I'm gonna go with a seven because I liked it, but I wasn't. I feel like nines and tens, and maybe even some eights. I got to be pretty gagged by the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. Uh and I was happy. I was not gagged. I was happy. Yeah, and I was smiling a lot in this movie. Yeah, and, and and there were moments where I was like, oh, like when I realized that that mirror was the mirror, or or like was was harkening back to the mirror. Um, certain moments of those, I was like, oh, okay, this is well done. I'm happy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'd be seven, seven, seven. Can I give half a chillin? Yeah, that feels of course you like, can. Half a, I feel that one. feel that feels Grindelwald esque because I would have I to know. chop it in half, but. I'll give it like a good like seven and a half chillings. Uh, Brian? I'm going to give this a six um, because I don't think you can enjoy it if you – you need so much context to enjoy this movie. Yes. And this yeah. movie doesn't hmm. stand on its own. 
but you you really need so and I'm not even talking about the first two Fantastic Beasts movies. Like I think you need real Harry Potter context to like enjoy this to the level of like a 7 or an 8. Um but um but I I I think I definitely think it's if not it's a it's a toss up between Fantastic Beasts and and Secrets of Dumbledore. Um in terms of like which is the better one but man this was such an improvement over crimes of grindelwald that like i couldn't help but like enjoy it in moments if that makes sense um but yeah i'll go with six um because it's 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 not a great movie it's flawed i enjoyed it um but like if if you're gonna watch this you need you need a ton of context Mm-hmm. Which is that what you need um, for Star Wars too? Sometimes, and what you need for Marvel? Yeah, but, but I would argue. Yes. I well, would, that's what you need. I would argue that a lot. I would argue that from not Star Wars, but from 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 Marvel, I would argue that um, you can enjoy a lot of those movies one off. Yes, more you're right. Than, Marvel is better. Yeah, yeah. like more. I think one of the things that Marvel does that's magnificent is and kind of incomprehensible is that you can watch something without the context and still enjoy it. Whereas I, I, without this context, I I don't think you can enjoy this as much. Well, Hey, that's, that's always been this IP in general. Sure. But I think also like where, where the Marvels are different is that they aren't part three of 22. They're not part five of 22. They are, single movies Mm -hmm. and this part three of anything you need to like you're in like the the fall off will always be the fall off i i I guess my again i i i go back to the fact that it's not about one and two it's about the wizarding world in general that you there's so much more enjoyment okay you forgive a lot of this movie's flaws because you love the wizarding world and you have so much context around it outside of the first two fantastic beasts movies um and that's what puts those numbers higher. So, like, as a six in my passport, I'm I'm sticking with a six on that 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 chilling spectrum. That's fair. Fair. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Was there a post credit scene that no. I missed? There was no, not. No, no, no. Okay, there was. We looked it okay, up cool. in so the theater. We. To, to we. Make I was sure. by myself. Yeah, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I literally was like, because my friend, my friend Nick was like, "Should we stay?" I'm like. That doesn't really feel like the MO of these movies. Mm-hmm. So there's probably not, no. but we can look it up later. But so we've gotten I so it. used then, to that. I know. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a Marvel move. That's a that's a Disney move. That's not a Warner Brothers move. Okay. You can cut that if you want. No, no, I love it. <laughs> well, nerds, am I not menacing? Ah, oh, well. We hope you'll join us next time as we dive into episode four of Moon Knight on Disney+. Fantastic podcasts and where to find us. Make sure to find us in the Nerdverse by following on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse pod. Be sure to blast over and tap subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Rate and review us there. Uh, We really appreciate all the love and all of the feedback. So don't forget to leave those five-star ratings. And remember, do what is right not what is easy. Thank you so and much. And thank you, Aaron, yeah. for being thank with you. us again. Thanks for having me. Joining our headcanon, our maddening oh, headcanon yeah. rambling these, of these movies. Right? These Harry Potter movie conversations are not nearly as fun with just Joanna and I, because I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Because I would just be like telling Brian to shut up and listen to me the entire time. Otherwise, but thank you, thank you, Aaron. Go see Hamilton touring throughout the country. Uh, yes. But uh, yay. Yeah. Thank you so much. And um, until until next time, wizards. Right. That's the thing to say. Yeah, that works. I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. <laughs>